Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Ladies and gentlemen, fellow Christians and friends, Hope Covenant, Kingdom Hour of Empowerment Open Forum, is now on the air. We are perfecting and empowering people for the kingdom. We come to you each and every Friday at 4 o'clock. P.M. Central Standard Time. If you would like to join us, you can do so by dialing area code 724-444-7444 and enter the call ID 125-026, followed by the pound sign. We ask that you please mute your phones or Join our live and on-demand streaming at www.talkshoe.com forward slash TC forward slash 125026. We are a Bible-believing ministry. Our discussions and teachings are solely Christian faith-based. We are a ministry and production of Hope Covenant Kingdom Ministries, Chicago, Illinois, Bronzeville. If you're enjoying this hour worship experience, won't you let us know by phoning us at area code 773-924-2790. I am your host, Apostle Michael Body.
Our scripture for the evening, the 24th number of the Psalms, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. For he has founded upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord, or who shall stand in his holy place? He that had clean hands and a pure heart, who hath not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek thy face, O Jacob. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. The Word of God. To the Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment Open Forum on another Friday evening in the PM with Apostle Michael Body. At this time, we are going to be led in prayer by Pastor Milton Shelby. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this blessed day that thou hast made. And Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning, clothed in our right mind. With the full activities of our limbs. Father, we ask that you anoint and that you bless these airwaves on this evening, and that each and every person that is listening today be blessed in a very special way, in a very anointed way. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, amen. 
Praise God from whom all blessings flow. We're grateful, my brothers and sisters, for uh, this hour and of you sharing with us. Uh, we're so happy to have uh, Dr. Shelby. God bless you, Dr. Shelby. Thank you, and God bless you. And uh, I wanted to call something to your attention. Uh, I'm doing the engineer, and I'm doing uh, several other things, and and I have so many listeners that need prayer. Uh, even when I when I have a little mistake, we want you to pray. So we don't want we don't want you to cut you off your prayer because of my mistakes. Because folk need prayer. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, "Man should always pray and not faint." And so I got to, I got to get uh, my engineering and other things in a divine order. Okay. Is that all right? Well, that's no problem, uh, Pastor. Okay. We don't Not at cut, all. We don't want to cut your prayers off. All right. And if there's anybody else, just very quickly let us know that you are here, that you're listening in our discussion. This is now the Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour Empowerment Open Forum. We discuss different subjects, and we want you to be a part of the discussion. If you're in the chat, you have a question and comment. We ask that you please relate your question or comment to the subject matter. Amen. All right. If you're on the line with us today, just let us know. Say hello. Say something real quick. Listeners, let us know that you're there. Sister Wells, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I bless you, Sister Wells. I thank God on today um, for his many blessings. Um, I just want you to know I'm on the line. All right, so we got Sister Wells, and we got who else? All right, I know we got Sister Wells, and uh, we thank God for everybody else. And at some point in time, if you have something to uh, that you would need clarification, uh, that you uh, want to want to discuss, or uh, something you don't understand. We want you to get in on this conversation. So today what we are talking about, the importance of respecting the house of God. It seems like in this generation there's not uh, respect like there used to be when we came up in the church. Uh, I won't even get into the negative aspects of what goes on in individual churches, but I'm sure that we all can relate to the fact that church have changed, and yes, we do understand that everything must change. But Jesus said, "Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away." So we have to understand that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And the reason a lot of times these subjects are given to me is because God wants us to understand His word and not to be those who compromise with what others do or what or practice or think is right. If we look in 1 Timothy 3 and 15, it said uh, here, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how they ought to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, then the pillar and the ground of truth. All right. The word respect means to regard with honor. If there's ever 
uh, a place, a thing, or whatever you want to call it, that we should respect. First of all, we should respect ourselves. I'm going to put that in there. We should respect God, and if we respect God, we will respect the church. To have a high opinion uh, to a place, to place a great value upon, we are presently looking at some things that we should respect. There's so much about the church that we should respect. Thus far, we have looked at the importance of having a proper respect for God. That's what we're talking about. You, you, you have to have respect for God. And the reason a lot of people don't respect the church, don't respect God, is because, first of all, they don't respect themselves. So we also should have a proper respect for the not just God, but the Word of God. And what has happened in these generations, uh, there are more people disrespecting our leaders, disrespecting the pastors. And, yes, I do know some of the pastors disrespect the members, and this is a different time. And there are uh, some of us that respect the pastors. In today's session, what we're going to talk about is the importance, regardless of what reason we're not trying to take up, we're not trying to share what our opinions are, we're trying to tell you what does said the Lord in his word. Amen. Why we should, we, we should respect the house of God? From the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, we are taught that God has already had a, had a designated place to meet with man. So those of you that think church worship can be at home, uh, you're sadly mistaken because the Bible teaches us in the book of Hebrew that we should not symbolize uh, forsake to assemble ourselves together. I've even heard theologians say that uh, you don't have to go to church to, to worship God. Well, yes, you do have to go to church to worship God. There are times when it's not possible for you to get to church. But if you have a way to get to church, you need to get to the church. So what we have did in this generation, even the leaders, we are compromising with the world. Why should we, from the beginning of the Bible, we were taught that God has already had a designated place to meet with us. When Abraham left his country and arrived in the land that God has promised him, Abraham met with God. Where at? At Bethel. Where at? The house of God. When Jacob fled from Esau, God met with with Jacob. At Bethel again, where? At the house of God. When the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, God had Moses to build what? The tabernacle so that he would have a meeting place with the nation of Israel. When Solomon's temple was complete, this became the meeting place of God with man. In those days, in Jesus' day, God met with men in the temple, and that's what's still supposed to be going on now. And after the resurrection, after the resurrection, death, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, God met with who? The believers. 
in various designated places. Now watch this. Mostly houses. So what we get churches confused with is buildings. The church is a body of baptized believers in Christ Jesus, not a building. Called out from the darkness of sin uh, and into the marvelous light of salvation. So, so, so the church is not a specific building, uh, as as Doctor Shepherd would say. The church is universal. The church is the body of Christ. And in time, these meeting places became known as what churches or the house of God, the church. The house of God is where God meets with his assembly of believers. And we are to do what? Respect, to regard with honor, to have a high opinion of, and to place great value upon the house of God. And this is just my introduction, and we can go into our discussion at any time. Ways we we should respect the house of God. There's an old saying that says, don't tell me you love me, but show me that you love me. God doesn't just want us to tell him. He wants us to show him that He love, we love him. God wants us to show him that love. God doesn't just want uh, lip service, but he wants life. Service, uh, Sister Harriet, uh, take down First John three and eighteen. My little children, let us not love in the world, neither in tongue. The church is loving in the world and in tongue, but God wants us to love in deed and truth. How do we show respect in the church of God by observing proper church etiquette? And adequate is the customary rules for good manners and conduct and behavior in a polite society. Church adequate is the customary rules for conduct and behavior in the church of God. So adequate is a word that we can use to describe people who behave well at times and in all places and treat others with respect. Uh, adequate in the church shows a reverence. When you act a certain way, dress a certain way in the house of God, it shows a respect or reverence for God's presence, a concern uh, for the feelings and well-being of fellow believers and others who are in attendance. We should honor the church building, too. Food and beverages. Uh, let's talk about that for a second, since Reverend Shelby didn't say, Pastor Shelby didn't say anything. Uh, he giving me some time. Food. Uh, I'm losing my spot here. Let's see. Food or beverages. Let's talk about those. And uh, an old church etiquette stated that they should never be brought into the sanctuary. Now. We know now that this has changed, Dr. Shelby, because some churches don't have facilities, and some of us have to uh, make arrangements so that food 
can, but let me say this way. When there's a worship service going on, you do not need to have food or drink because the kingdom of God is not food or drink. Uh, we also should treat God's uh, property with respect. We shouldn't write in the song books if they got song books or, or, or Bibles or use them to dispose of our gum. If there's a rack, uh, we need to put them in the rack. Children should never be allowed to play in the pulpit or to play with the micro uh, phones or the instruments. Children should be taught never to even run in church. These are principles and practices we have getting away with. And let me say this, and I'm, I'm going to allow open space for somebody else. When we don't do these little things, they become big things, okay? Take care of any business before service begins. We want to take care of our business while church is going on. Some people in the church, Dr. Shelby, will answer the phone when it rings out loud in the church. You should never leave the sanctuary during the worship, prayer, service, or the sermon. Most of all, or the invitation to Christian discipleship, to go to the restroom, not to go get water, or even answer your cell phone. You should remain where? In the sanctuary until the closing of the service. Emergencies are special cases, and we understand emergencies. When coming to church, always dress. It's another thing. And I'm going to say this because I believe it's a shame the pastors compromise and say, uh, it ain't about that. It don't. We, need, we need to have some standards for the church. The Bible teaches the women to dress in uh, uh, modest apparel, not to wear that pertaining to a man, a man not to wear what's pertaining to a a woman. So we should always wear our nicest clothes to give God our best. They should be modest and nice. We used to speak of best dress or Sunday dress. And maybe we need to do that again. You should always be what, I'm going to say this, on time, on time. And, and, And this is another thing that people don't like to hear, but we need to go back and get disrespect. Bring your Bible to church. God will honor those who honor him. I'm not saying. A lot of times when we say right things, people will say, well, I didn't know the cell phone was wrong. It got the Bible in it. No, it doesn't have the Bible in it, but it does have scriptures. It does have an app, and they're good to have and they're convenient for studying purposes. But if you are born-again Christian, you need to honor God by bringing your Bible to church. So if you don't bring your Bible to church and you use your phone, are you wrong? No. But it's easier for you to be tempted to do other things. So let us always seek the honor that comes from God by practicing uh, proper church Adequate and respect, Doctor Shelby. All respect always starts at the head. Respect starts with the pastor. 
if the pastor is not one that has developed integrity and uh, respect among the members, then the church will not be a uh, a part of the body of Christ in a respectful manner. So the atmosphere of respect, the atmosphere of uh, honoring respectfully our Heavenly Father in his house and in the place of worship starts with the pastor, starts with the uh, bishop, uh, starts with the apostle, whatever titles uh, we as man may carry, uh, it starts with us. And, and, excuse me, you can always see the re, the level of respect uh, in a church if you walk in and see members whispering, see members on the phone, see members eating in the sanctuary, see members uh, half-dressed, I can guarantee you you can follow the ladder or follow the path all the way up to the pastor, and the pastor will be one whom, to some degree, uh, allows or either uh, accepts, you know, what's going on in the church, because respect is something that starts uh, at home, so to speak, and at home, as far as the church is concerned, is with the pastor first. So I say that to say that it makes no difference how big or how small numerically uh, a church or ministry may be. Uh, respect starts with the pastor. I know of some uh, ministries that have very large, very large uh, uh, Sunday services as far as attendance is concerned. And it's the kind of church and kind of ministry that you just automatically respect because of the work that they have been doing in the community, but even more so because of the pastor himself. Uh, One of the things that I have shared with my people is that uh, we have uh, your pastor, I tell them all the time, your pastor works hard at uh, making sure that my name is respected in the community among clergy, Uh, And that does not mean trying to please every uh, colleague that may be in ministry. But what it does mean is that I would carry myself in such a way, whereas when my name is mentioned, for those who know me, uh, they will have something good to say or either not say anything at all. And therefore, I tell the members of the church, if you're out, Uh, or you go to a service, or you meet another minister or pastor, and you mention my name, I tell them that automatically there's going to be a sense of respect because because your pastor is a reflection. The pastor is a reflection of the members of the church, and the members of the church are a reflection of the pastor. What happens is, is now once the uh, member has, Uh, shared their uh, acknowledgement of uh, what ministry and church they belong to. Now, that member of the church has the ability to uh, build on the level of respect that the pastor has built on, or in actuality, that member can destroy uh, that level of respect initially as it pertains to that member. And I'm saying all of that to say that It's the same in in our households. When you walk into some households, you will see a certain level of respect among the children, 
among the adults and so forth uh, as they do their best to live in harmony. And then you will see in some households there's no respect at all. So, Dr. Shelby, okay, let me let me uh, interact for a minute because we also have some music. So I, we don't want we want. I'm a, I'm I'm totally in agreement with you. Totally. I say this to you and other pastors a lot because that's what the apostolic teaching. They're teaching about uh, imparting knowledge and empowering people. People need to be told. It's not that they don't know, but I would have to agree with you a hundred and a half percent. It usually, I can't say all the time, but usually starts with the uh, pastor. If the pastor is not a pastor of order, the church usually is not a church of order. If the pastor is not a church of respect, usually because the pastor represents the fatherhood of the church. And so I would have to agree with you that, that uh, and that's just only partially, because if a person has respect for themselves, regardless of the pastor, he's going to try to have some respect for himself when he gets to the church. The Bible says charity starts at home. But I still agree with you, but then now you taught respect at home, and uh, you got children, Someone's the someone's uh, offering time come. Uh, I never seen people with so many bladders and uh, 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 bad bladders in church. When I came up, my bladder could not get bad because my mother she had something for my bladder, so I learned how to hold my bladder. But now there uh, uh, there are things we do, Doctor Shelby, uh, 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 Sister Wells, and whoever else listening. We start them off wrong in church. We get a, the baby snacks in church. Uh, we need to begin to wing them when they are little children. The Bible says train up a child. They don't need toys to play with in church. We didn't get toys to play with in church. He's a baby. Yeah, but the Bible says train up. They can't sit down that long. We did it. It, it's the it's the teaching in the generation, and it, and and if the pastor teaches it, I said not beat it in the head, but teach him. I, I go to church and I see people got their two and three years old, two and three year old children walking across the tables in the church where people got to eat, and they th- and, and and they think it's cute because my baby is cute. And I thought I got six children. I thought all my babies was cute, but I I was taught respect. And then you're in, in, in a sanctuary, and if you're in a big church, oh, boy, it's, this is really a thing that goes on. They'll start passing the baby around the church. When you look up, that baby has been all around the church. That's that's a lack of respect. Your baby, you're reverencing your baby, and your baby means more to you than God. And then you allow your baby up and down the aisle where he need to stretch his legs. No, he don't need he need to sit his tail down. And you got that child and that child it's a lot of things I see in the church that we think are cute. Uh a mimicking the preachers, a mimicking that's playing in church. Well, we don't know his worship may be for real. Well, when he get to a certain age, uh but we have to know the difference in playing church and and disrespecting 
God and disrespecting the worship service. Uh, we have some listeners, Sister Wells. We got whoever else. Uh, we got somebody in the chat, probably Sister Moore and some other folks. If you have a question or comment, yeah, that is Sister Moore. God bless you, Sister Moore. Come on with it right quick, cause we got we got we got a song. We got a song uh, for Sister Moore. I got something for Sister Moore today. So, uh, Sister Wells, did you have something? Whoever else is there? Any of you got anything? Question for me? Comment for me? Question for Doctor Shelby? Comment for Doctor Shelby? Amen. Not at this time, Apostle. Let me ask you a question. Could I pick on you, uh, cousin? Yes. Now, I know Auntie took you to church. Were you able to go to the bathroom when you wanted to? No. Did you wet your pants? <laughs> no. No. Isn't it strange that they that they can't hold their bladder? And some of them three, four, and five times. And I know that no baby got no prostate problems. Sure, sure. And I'm just asking your opinion because me and Reverend Shelby, we about pat. Excuse me, I don't mean Reverend Pastor. Uh, why is it that people think it's right? And I, I'm just a minister, so I have to ask you from a layperson's standpoint. Anybody else can ask why? Because your pretty baby. Why is it that you think you can play with your baby in church? Well, do you have an idea why they do that? Uh, no, I, I think it's like you said, like a respect, a lack of uh, respect for the church. And uh, back in those days when I had, they had like a little, uh, they didn't have like a nursery or anything. They had like a room where they could lay the baby down if the baby needed to go to sleep. Or someone could watch over the children while the service was going. Oh, but, you uh, must have came up in the big, nice churches, the sophisticated no, doctor. No, they no, had to lay no, our no, babies no. on the pew. Uh. No, no, no. They didn't have but a twin bed in there. You know what I'm saying? But we didn't go to the bathroom. We didn't go to. You didn't do. There wasn't no baby passing around uh, from arm to arm or none of that stuff, you know? So I don't know, but things have changed, and people say everything got to be modern, and everybody is making exceptions. So uh, the politicians have done it. The churches have done it. So they have left God's word. How does that make you feel being a – I'm not picking on you. I'm just – you being a lay person, you being a person that's going through everyday troubles week after week and day after day, having, you know – Things you got to deal with, and then when you come to church, you have to deal with all these disrespects. And uh, Pastor uh, Apostle, that's why I have so much trouble trying to find a church. I want a home church. I want to go to. I see so much things going on in these churches, but I know that I should just enter with my own heart. And but then sometimes I was also taught about the different spirits. And all these different spirits, I don't want to be bothered with all these different spirits. So, um. Uh, well, let me ask you one more question, and then uh, we're gonna we're gonna get your uh, uh, sister Moore's song in there, and then we're gonna come back. Far as the pastor, uh, I know. You, uh, I guess you heard what Doctor Shelby said, and I agree 
the bigger of the problem, I think, I'm not sure if that's the way you look at it, but I think the biggest of the problem starts from the pulpit. I believe the pastors are compromising with what's popular because they also want to have a lot of folks, just like uh, the next church down the street. And so they are not taking the time for discipleship or stewardship teaching and training, Bible study, uh, uh, what did we have, BTU, nothing, no no training union. Uh, is that it, or can you give me an idea what you think is happening with the pastor why the church has just totally got out of control, and then we pretend, well, no, it's just a new day. That's the lie we tell. No, I feel like sometimes, well, I just feel like a lot of things has changed, even the pastors as as far as. I understand it takes a lot to run a church, but sometimes I feel like the pastors are pimping the members. They're pimping the members. They study are asking if people are paying their tithes and, and giving their offerings, why are you study on a person? You know who's not paying their tithes. You know why don't you go to that why do we have to be in the pulpit? Go to that person. You the pastor, you're supposed to be teaching and the mothers well, I just feel like some things they don't even let the mothers do their jobs in the churches anymore. That's another that's another point. Now see, and this is a lay person talking. And God, and, and see, we need to, let, to hear from you all. The main, the main people who should be respected and 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 have why get wise counsel, we have to sit them aside. And and I understand what you're saying. It's a lot of pastors that won't even agree because a lot of the pastors we run a one man show, so it's all about us. We want our own kingdom. So we don't want the mothers in the church to do no counseling because we want everybody to do as I say, and we we have spirits of control, manipulation, and dictatorship. Would you would you say? Now that's what I see. I don't know if you see that. Well, I do see that also. It is just like it's uh, I'm the pastor, and it's going to be done ran the way I'm going to be ran. Uh, it's going to run, or it's not going to be any show. But I, I don't see any of the mothers giving any guidance to the young ladies. Oh. Uh, uh, I feel like the, the young ladies could cover more than what they do. They don't have to be naked because when I was coming up, the mothers would talk to you. They counseled you. You know, uh, I don't have to. Uh, well, I just it's a lot of things that I just don't agree with, but I don't have a heaven or hell to put in. I just take my heart to the church, and I ask God to give me the strength and the power to deal with what I have to deal with. I'm only trying to get, I'm trying to get it for myself. And I want my family and loved ones to also get it. How can I tell them to get it? And I, uh, it's poor examples of things going on out here. And you know what? That's what a lot of the pastors don't understand. When the pastors compromise, they don't understand how others are hurting from them compromising because they just want to hold church service but not have church. And church service don't require respect. But real church, when Jesus said, on this rock I build my church and the very gates of hell should not prevail against it, that's real church. 
And if you and if your church is God centered, then then the leader or the pastor uh, is going to make sure proper teaching and training and discipline. Jesus disciplined people. Uh, I'm gonna try to cut this off because I, because I don't want to take up all the time. Jesus disciplined. We think that the pastor's job is not. I'm not saying bully. Discipline. We 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 portray Jesus as being passive, as being a punk. No, no, Jesus wasn't no punk. But what we, how we have messed the churches up, and 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 because the pastors have lost respect for themselves. So what you think gonna happen with the members? What's gonna happen to the children? Their mothers and fathers don't respect the church. I have told said something to the uh, young people at the church when they're out of order, and they want to sit tell me, uh, "You ain't my daddy." But that couldn't happen when I was coming up. So so much for that. Well, I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring. When the battle's over, don't wait till the battle is over. Shout now. And this goes out for Sister Priscilla Moore and Sister Sandra Cole. Don't wait till the battle is over.
When the battle's over, we're going to win. Praise God. Amen. All right. We, this is the uh, Hope Covenant Kingdom Hour of Empowerment Open Forum on the Friday in, uh, p.m. And we are having uh, in a discussion on today in reference to empowering people to the impartation of God's word through his ministers. And we're discussing the importance of respecting the house of God. We just got through listening to uh, Sister Harriet Thompson-Wells, and she expressed, uh, expressed some of her feelings uh, in reference to what's going on to the, in the body of Christ in the church. Amen. And what's happening with the pastors. And no, we're not beating up on pastors, but we as pastors must give and much require. So uh, we're going to bring Dr. Shelby back. But before Dr. Shelby comes back, I want to know if there's anybody else question, comment. Uh, that's what we, we, we're here for. This is a new empowerment hour. So we want you to be empowered. We want you to leave here with something. Anybody else? Anybody else, uh, Sister Moore, if you have any question or comment, put it in the chat, and I will uh, put it out there for you. Because I know Sister Moore got something to say about respecting the church. Amen. Amen. Uh, okay, Dr. Shelby. Yes, I was not just, uh, I wasn't trying to beat up on pastors. I'm a pastor myself. Uh, but I do know that respect starts with the pastor. And the pastor not only, but it extends beyond that. It's the pastor's Amen. Uh, responsibility to also teach the members uh, respect and how to respect God's house. See, that's part of the pastor's responsibility, not just to respect him, but the respect of him goes beyond him or her into teaching the members uh, about the importance of respecting God's house. And then it goes even further than that. It then is the responsibility of the pastor also to teach the members uh, about respecting the service itself and what goes on during the service, points in time, uh, when it is appropriate maybe to uh, take the little one to the washroom. I mean, all children are not the same. So, uh, But if you have an atmosphere of respect in reference to respect, Respecting uh, the service, respecting God's house, respecting uh, those who are in charge, not just the pastors, but the, uh, the deacons and the, uh, whomever else may hold a position, then respect goes uh, all the way through and permeates itself throughout the entire uh, worship experience as well as uh, the edifice in which you're having and holding that um, that service in. So I'm simply saying that respect, uh, in all honesty, goes beyond um, uh, protocol. Respect is universal. Protocol is a uh, result. Let me use that term uh, terminology. Is a Dr. result. Shelby. Dr. Shelby, uh, the reason I uh, interrupted for a minute because I wanted to bring a point on what you said in reference to uh, 
respecting the pastors, respecting the deacons or leaders. But what's happening in the church now, and uh, I think you'll find out that, and I know it's not at CLF where you pastor because I've seen it, but in the average church, as you heard Sister Wells say, the deacons don't have no authority. The mothers don't have no authority. All the authority, uh, Dr. Sherry, comes from one man. Uh, do you, is, it, is, is that what you saw also, uh, Sister Wells? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, but, how many churches you've been to lately that the deacons have authority to keep order or do anything? Well, for the last of the churches that I've been to, uh, the deacons stay in the deacons' place. Uh, I, you don't even see um, the proper ushers or the doing what they need to do, or or the deacons or the mothers don't have anything to say. Uh, it's just so much. I, I'm. It's so much. It's more modern, and I don't understand it like the old-fashioned way, you know, pray until something happened. Uh, it's a, just a lot of things. It's, it's just not the way I was brought up. And and I just look at a lot of it in some churches, and, and what I've been through with some churches, I have explained that to you, and it's kind of hard for me to church, uh, to trust in a lot of pastors. So I don't want to take it all from Dr. Shelby, but I wanted to stop right there. Because, see, Dr. Shelby, Pastor Shelby, okay, he has trained his deacons. A lot of churches don't have mothers, so I want to put that out there. All churches don't have mothers anymore because the church structures have changed. But uh, I'm using Dr. Shelby, for example, if that's okay with you, uh, doctor. Uh, His deacons are are trained, but I'm not going to call any other churches names. But... The majority, not a minority, uh, I don't know if Dr. Shelby know it, but the deacons don't have say-so in keeping order, or the mothers, or even the ushers or greeters. They they are supposed to have that order, but they don't have it. It comes from one person. I think that we, we still sort of miss the mark here. We are confusing authority with respect, and those are two totally different things. I can, I can have uh, – people can respect you without you having the authority to, uh, over them to tell them what to do or what not to do. They can still respect you simply for whom you are because of how you carry yourself and because of – uh, the atmosphere of respect being created, uh, it is given uh, to you because of who you are as a person, as a human being. So you can have authority uh, but still not have the respect that uh, one would, I would say, so desire. But now would respect be helpful uh, in your position of authority? Absolutely. Yes, it would. Uh, but at the same Dr. Shelby, time, Dr. Shelby, what we are saying is <laughs> these churches don't give authority to authority as well. 
to the ministers on staff, to the deacons or mothers. We're not, they're not giving respect. Respect or authority all goes to the pastor. Deacons, deacons don't have authority in most churches anymore. You And I think the reason why we kind of getting challenged here because your church, deacons have authority. But most churches it has no, It has nothing to do with authority is what I'm sharing with you. Respect has nothing to do with authority. You respect people because they are respectable. You respect people because of the way they carry themselves, not that they have authority to, to, to say this to you or ask you to do that or have you to do this. Respect is something that you, is universal and it goes beyond one's authority is what I'm sharing with you. And so you, you, you what, what happens, to, uh, Pastor? You, what happens when those people you're talking about, first of all, don't respect themselves? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm really not trying to go there, but let me let me finish this statement and then I will listen to you. Uh, what I'm sharing with you is, I can be a part of an organization and have and be a uh, let's say a church. I can be a bench member. I don't have to be a deacon. I don't have to be uh, in a position of authority. Yet people will respect me because of the way I carry myself. And so what I'm sharing with you is that respect is something that's universal that goes beyond one's label and one's title and one's uh, responsibility in the church. So many times you will find that there are members in the church, both male and female, both women and men, who can speak to the children and say, you know, you all be quiet. And they will be quiet, and they are not a deacon, they are not a mother, whatever, but because they are respected, the children will calm down at least for four or five minutes, you know, before they start back again. And so that's the only thing I'm saying. I, I'm not disagreeing with you in reference to uh, one having authority, because if you have authority, then respect will help you in your position of authority to uh, do whatever your respect to uh, accomplish or to perform your responsibilities. Uh, but at the end of the day, uh, they are two separate things. That's, that's my uh, thought on that. We have a question here, uh, and God bless you, uh, Nephilim, Nephilim. Gates, but I don't ask, I don't understand the question. How would you define Christ's spirit? Well, how would I define Christ's spirit? Uh, basically, what I'm saying here is this subject today is the importance of respecting the house of God. So I need you to uh, explain what, where, where that fits into uh, the, the importance of respecting the house of God. Okay, we got another one. Sister Moore said, children are copycats. And if they see the elders doing what they're supposed to do in the church, children are sponges. Anybody else? I can, I can, I can <laughs> agree with that to a great degree. Uh, we learn, children learn 
from example, that old time saying of uh, don't do as I do, do as I say do, believe it or not, that has never worked because that's not how we are programmed or wired. We learn by example. Now, a child may, you may tell a child to be quiet and shut up, but that does not mean that they have stopped observing you and watching your behavior and watch what you do. So if you tell the child to be quiet and then you lean over and start whispering and laughing and talking uh, with your neighbor, they are going to follow that even though they may not do it right there in, in your presence. But that's how we learn, and and she is correct. I do agree. Okay. Uh, uh, nef, nef, nephilim, I guess, uh, if I'm pronouncing it wrong, uh, just clarified the fact that they did not realize the call is topic-specific. Yes, every week we have a topic and. Our, what we try to do is empower people so we we study different things and we discuss those. And, and if you have input in reference to the importance of respecting the house of God, we, we'll be glad to share it. We really appreciate you for being on with us. Uh, also to add to what Dr. Shelby said, I, I don't see the same thing he sees. Uh, I've been in church for... And I'm going to call it 60-something years. And I see the, the great difference. I see the same thing our sister Wells sees. And it's not. I even, let me go a step further. And then this, this might not sound good. I see two things happening. I'm going to say the, the one thing. The respect isn't taught at home, number one. Number two. The parents don't bring the children, and we had that discussion several times. In order for children to be properly trained in church, the parent, especially nowadays, you you try to deal with somebody's children, now you end up in jail. So the children know that. Uh, The next thing is... uh, in reference to others being able uh, to get respect from children because they're respectful, it's not true. What I see happening in church with respectful people, and a lot of time it comes from PKs, people like me, pastors' kids, and other children, uh, certain children whose families in uh, certain uh, financial brackets. And regardless of the level of respect you carry, because their parent probably have, and I'm just putting the truth out. So we need, that's what this is for. We're empowering. We're, we're uh, imparting things that we might know the truth. We, we're not only here to skip around truth or to cover up truth. We're to bring out truth so we can grow. And what I, I'm seeing is People in the church teaching don't respect apostle body. You can you you can respect Pastor So and So. Don't you don't have to respect Sister Wells. You don't have to respect Pastor Shelby. So I'm not uh, disagreeing with anything you say. I agree, but I'm saying that me being in I guess different worship circles, and I'm in a lot of them. This is what I see. 
there is, regardless of how much you respect yourself, uh, these children uh, have been taught or have not been taught, regardless if you ain't my mama, my daddy, I'm not going to respect you. I've even been in service, and it got a little out of order. And the pastor stated, I want all of you all to get up and move up to the front. Well, the the teenagers and children didn't do it. They did not do it. And then some of them got up and walked out the sanctuary. And this is the pastor. This is the pastor. So I'm going to ask somebody else. If I can't get nobody to to touch on that, I'm going to ask Sister Wells. And then Reverend uh, Shelby can uh, comment. Why is that, Sister Wells? Or do you see it different? Mm. Do you see it different, or do you are you seeing what I see? I see that even you got respectable people, but those children, uh, I could be wrong, but they look like to me that they they talk. I ain't got to respect those people. Uh, it's in the home bringing. So if they if they doesn't do in the home bringing, and they don't uh, raise their children up in the church right, uh, they can bring them, but they're not teaching them anything. They can bring you can bring the children to church, but they're not teaching them anything. If an adult tells you something, I was always told to respect my elders. If the pastor says go to the front, everyone in the church should be moving and going to the front. But if they leave the sanctuary, there's no respect. There's no respect at home because they're they're not respecting the church. Well, what about those in authority? What is? What do you think about them not respecting those in authority? Uh, I feel like any minister. I don't. I. I like I said, I respect all ministers. They have that title. Uh, but it's not always about respect. It's not always about power, authority. People wants to rule everything. It's to me, everybody wants to rule everything the way it's going to be my way or hit the highway. And some of those pastors, I don't see that why should you come across, it's got to be my way or hit the highway. This is my church. Why should I not, uh, you can't respect, uh, I'm not going to, I don't, you are, I'm your pastor. You don't have to uh, uh, pay attention to uh, elder body, apostle body, uh, he's he's not running anything. That you still you have to respect each other in the church. And when you start, it's a division. I see a lot of division in the church, and you can't get anywhere with division. God is not about division. I agree with that one hundred percent. You know, I, I feel I feel that. Uh, if a child is disrespecting uh, the pastor and, and uh, pastor body, I, I believe every word you said in reference to that, uh, because it does happen and it does occur. One of the things, as uh, I believe Sister Wells just said, is you can probably most of the time trace that back to home training. 
if they don't respect the elders and authorities uh, in the church, they don't they don't respect authorities at school. They don't respect authority in the house and, you know, wherever they go. So I wouldn't say that if a child is disrespectful in church that is limited to that, uh, just, to, just to church. It's probably a way of life for them, and uh, they act out and behave accordingly. And, of course, the pastor, whoever he or she may be, only has so much authority that they can um, uh, exuberate or can uh, bring into force uh, doing, doing service and doing church. Uh, because as leaders, they must uh, show constraint and they must uh, always uh, carry themselves as best as possible. They are human beings now, and they will, <laughs> they will but, bring uh, <laughs> What about the pastors that we see? that do nothing in the era of uh, disciplining or, or uh, what, what we said earlier, uh, of showing authority, and it gets out of hand. And this is what we are, we are uh, speaking of. Church has got out of order because the, 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 the pastor, for whatever reason, now I'm seeing pastors, I've been a pastor for years, but the pastors are ignoring what's going on. It sounds sounds like to me that you're talking about churches like where you pastor because you don't do those things. But what we see, those of us, and I'm repeating myself, going around to a lot of churches, pastors are not doing pastor work. And the job is to impart wisdom at Christian education, discipline, and order into his flock. Not to make excuses why he's not doing it. I got a statement. It says the feeling of validation and sense of duty is very important. The feeling of validation and a sense of duty is in which is true. Uh, and the problem is that in the churches, who's being validated? Just one man. Sometimes some churches just two men. Now, if I come to CLF. Church of Living Faith, you pretty much got you got deacons and Dr. Shelby, and I can tell you he's going to keep order. And I think when Dr. Shelby is speaking, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like much as I'm hearing you talking about CLF. You're not talking about churches I'd be going to. Well, let me say this. Let me let me put a, a pin right there, if you will, momentarily, uh, Pastor Body, because I think you are correct. The pastors and ministers that I associate with and not to put anybody on no pedestal, not to be ego tripping or anything like that, uh, they have this amount of discipline and respect in their ministries. Uh, And I try uh, my best to understand that we are all on different levels. So I try my very best 
uh, to understand that uh, one may be here and another may be there uh, at the same time because God is universal. He's omnipotent, omniscient, and I'm not present. Uh, God has a creature, a preacher for every creature. And so uh, though I may not uh, see and experience to the degree that you and Sister Wells and others may experience uh, this uh, amount of disrespect uh, in in the churches that uh, you all affiliate and associate yourselves with, I don't uh, condemn you or even condemn the church. I will pray for them and pray that uh, because God is a God of order, that uh, there be uh, divine order, that there be divine order established within the church and that there be... Was that somebody else with a comment? Okay, Dr. Shelby was talking, and somebody sounded like they had a comment, and we don't want to overlook you because we're running out of time. So if you had that comment, anybody? Okay, Dr. Shelby. So I was simply saying uh, I I will uh, pre- frequent uh, many different types of churches, and I, I have seen uh, uh, Pastor Body. Uh, ministries and, and churches uh, and services. I've, I've seen people leave the dining area or the fellowship hall and bring plates of food into the sanctuary. I've seen that. But at the same time, I've also seen uh, uh, churches and ministries whereby that would never occur. And I'm talking about them, the, the membership may be two, three, four hundred. And that would never occur because respect goes uh, beyond just the pastor or an individual. When a person respects himself, he passes that respect on to his deacons and to his uh, 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 subordinates that come up under him. And that respect is passed on uh, to uh, the members. And then that respect is supposed to be. That's what we that's what we bump in here. It's well, not passed well, on. I, I'm, I'm telling you, for those who I associate with, it's passed oh. on. It's passed on. You're not, you're not going to see the children running all over the church. You're not going to see uh, the young people sitting up there chewing gum, per se, and being distracted and being out of order. And if they are, they will be spoken to, and they will respond accordingly. Now, are these churches perfect? No, they're not. They're not. Because young people are going to be young people. You've got adults that do that. Adults will be on the phone playing Candy Crush when the preacher is preaching, you know. So and I've seen that. Uh, but what I am sharing with you is that uh, this, this is not necessarily, uh, I will put it like this, there's a substantial number and portion of God's children's and ministries you know what, Doctor Shelby? We are really having a great, a great discussion, and uh, I hope and I pray, brothers and sisters, all of you all that joined in today, that uh, you all have gotten something. And we're going to keep this going every week. We're going to talk about something that will help us to build the kingdom together at the Church of Living Faith. I think he uses, uh, Doctor Shelby uses. 
What's, what do you use in reference to building kingdom consciousness? Is that correct? That is correct, yes. And so uh, we're going to have Dr. Shelby. I think he felt like I blasted music on him. It didn't, I didn't do it on purpose. So I got to make up for William. So uh, <laughs> we're going to ask him to close out in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, you are so wonderful, so marvelous, so awesome, so miraculous. You are God and God all by yourself. You are Holy One. And we just want to say thank you for another blessed day. Father, as we end this particular uh, time of sharing your word, we'd like to just take a moment to uh, send prayers out to those who are in Texas and Houston and all over that state. Father, touch them and bless them and let them know that you're still in the miracle business. Let them know that help is there for them. All they need to do is call on your name. And whatever they need, it will be supplied unto them. Those who are working hard today to help those who have gone through this tremendous flood and this serious and dire situation and set of circumstances caused by Hurricane Harvey. Father, we ask that you bless them, bless every truck driver, bless everyone donating water, bless everyone donating money and clothes and food, whatever is needed, and those who are participating in any way that they can, bless them, Father, and give them more than they can uh, actually receive. We thank you for your pastor, your under-shepherd, chosen to oversee this particular moment in time in our lives through these airways, Pastor Michael Body, and all who have listened today and participated. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your consciousness. We thank you for your love. And so it is today. The light of God surrounds us. The love of God enfolds us. The power of God protects us. And the presence of God watches over us. Wherever we are, God is, and so it is. Amen.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.